0: You are locked on Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here, your host. Sorry about yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, had a family member pass away, and so was you know dealing with some logistics with that was trying to figure out some things was just need today to, to sort of process some stuff so my apologies back on Friday hoping to have full week of shows next week but I wanted to talk about uh, to start today the running back position at TCU because there was some clarity um, in what direction they might go moving forward based on some things that happened today so first of all Zach Evans is officially moving on from the TCU football program. And uh, I think that's good, not because Zach's not a super talented young man, because he is, and I feel like he's going to be a really good NFL running back in a couple years, but simply because, I mean, this was sort of – the writing was on the wall for this. It had been for a while, and I just think it's good that there's some closure, that everybody can sort of move on to what's next. What does this roster look like moving forward? So he announced today that he said to Old Miss, which was a school that uh, had been rumored for a while. Lane Kiffin, the head coach there, obviously a really good offensive mind. So he gets Zach Evans, and we'll see how he uses them. You know, I'm going to keep an eye on just how many carries he gets next year. I, I want to see how that plays out and if that was just a specific thing at TCU that he just wasn't getting a lot of touches or if that was Zach sort of making – a business decision in some ways, but, um, he's moving on. He's not in the program anymore. He's transferring to Old Miss. So that issue has finally sort of been resolved. Um, on the other side of that, what does that mean for the running back position? You know, this is fascinating because last year I remember talking to Gary Patterson before the season on one of the radio shows I worked on. And he said this, not just there, but multiple places last off season that he felt like they had the most talented running back room in the country, right? Like, they were super deep there. Um, And when he came on the radio with this, Darwin Barlow was still in the mix. Um, And then, of course, Zach Evans and Kendra Miller and Markway Foster. Well, then Barlow transfers to USC, which, you know, was at the time a bummer, but at the same time, everyone sort of understood, okay, he's moving on because Zach Evans is going to step in and take the place. And it was sort of Zach and Kendra back and forth last year, but now Zach leaves. Um, Way Foster had the knee injury. Hopefully he's back at full strength this coming season. But now, you know, his situation is sort of in flux. And then you look up and Amonse Watkins, uh, who helped them out towards the end of last year, he hit the transfer portal. Um, And through it all, there was one guy there, Amari DiMercato, who had a ton of experience and, you know, had played some in the past, and he had to come in and basically be the starting running back for the last few games of the year because Miller was banged up and Evans was dealing with a turf toe injury. Um, And Amari was somebody who, you know, I liked a lot. He's one of those guys that just does everything right. Coaching staff seems to like him. He's been around forever. He plays hard for the team. And I was happy that he got some shine at the end of last year and got an opportunity to actually get some carries and get some touches in the offense. But I wasn't really thinking about him as a factor for this coming season, but it was announced today that he's going to come back for one more year. And this is, uh, you know, another byproduct of uh, the COVID season and and everything that came with it, is that essentially everyone has an extra year of eligibility. Like, if you're asking – does so-and-so have an extra year of eligibility? The answer is most likely yes, um, because everyone got extended for one more season. So Amari is coming back as a you know, super-duper senior, I guess you could call it. And good for him. I mean, hey, play college football well, as long as you can. I understand it. And he got some opportunities last year and did a nice job. He's not a super-explosive guy. But I'll tell you what he does well is he picks up blitzes and he blocks well, pass protection. And last season in that upset against Baylor, you know, he stuck out of the backfield and, and made some big catches and was a factor in the passing game. So um, I think it's just nothing but good that he's on the team. I, I don't know how much of a role he'll have. I, I think honestly, if we're being real about it, uh, you, you're probably hoping that he doesn't have a huge role, that he's not dependent on to get. 15 to 20 carries a game because that means that, you know, Kendra Miller has solidified himself as a starter and there's some other guys behind him that can do big things. But this is a, a much different running back room than it was just a year ago. And and that's how college football works. And it's it's interesting to me that coming into the season last year, on offense I probably would have said running back was – the best and deepest position, I think you could, have, I guess, made a, an, an argument for wide receiver, but there was there was more proven talent, I think, in the running back room coming into the year. And on the defensive side of the ball, I honestly probably would have said the corners were the best part of the defense. And both those units struggled. Now, I mean, the running back room really only struggled because of injury. Like when Zach Evans was healthy, he was great. Um, when Miller was healthy, he was great. The corners, I think part of that was just the weight of expectation. People expected them to be good. And they also dealt with their own injuries. Ken Stewart was in and out of the lineup. Noah Daniels was in and out of the lineup. CJ Caesar just really, really struggled. But uh going into the year, those would be, you know, two position groups that I would have put a lot of stock in being really good. And they couldn't get it done. So you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but Zach Evans moving on, Amari mercado sticking around for one more year and the running back room just looking significantly different in the span of twelve months. And honestly, like that's just college sports today, that's college football today. That's part of living life, you know, in the transfer portal world. But that is sort of your news and your roundup for what went down at those specific position groups. Uh this afternoon. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about a big visitor that TCU football had on campus. Um, we will discuss a combine invite for a TCU offensive lineman, a TCU recruit getting a big honor, and more. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. Okay, segment two here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Let's talk some news and notes. So, uh, first off, TCU had a visitor on campus today, according to Jeremy Clark, from a 247 Sports Jackson player. Was visiting uh, the Tulsa DT, who is currently in the transfer portal. Player originally from Waco. If you missed it earlier this week, he released his top five. TCU is in the mix, along with Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Baylor. And I think there is some connections and pulls to each of those schools. So it'll be fascinating to see where he ends up. But getting Jackson will be pretty big. Um, you know, he's a huge kid, a little undersized for the defensive tackle position, but just plays. With a high high motor, makes things happen, and they need guys in the middle in that three three five defense. So we'll see, uh, you know, where where he ends up. And I'm really curious. I don't have any insight to this, but what kind of pitch TCU is making to these young men? Um, just because with the era of name image and likeness and the staff sort of hanging its hat on recruiting, how are they selling? Okay. Here's how you can make, you know, some cash while you're here. Because, I mean, that's a big part. Whether we like it or not, that is now a big part of the recruiting process. Yes, there's definitely a lot of other things to consider. There's a lot of other factors that go into where somebody might go. Uh, But that's just a new world. And I feel like especially with transfers, because you're talking about people with limited time to get things done so they're thinking about the future they're thinking about what they can do uh in the moment in the now to try to build on their brand so we'll see but Jackson Player was visiting at TCU so that's an encouraging sign you know they're at least able to get in front of him talk with him give him their best selling point and we'll see what happens and of course Joe Gillespie being his former D.C., I mean, hopefully there was, you know, some, some good conversations about that and about how they can continue to use him in that defense that he thrived in at Tulsa. So uh, just a name to watch over the next couple days. Also, uh, Frogs going to the NFL, um, Obana Eze was named to the NFL Combine list. He got invited to the NFL Combine. So congratulations to him. Uh, you know, he's huge and that's really i i think the thing that's going to give him a chance at the next level. I think Eze came in with a lot of hype. Um he wasn't as solid as I hoped he would be, you know, for being 100% honest, but I think he did the best he could trying to anchor that offensive line this year. Um and again, you know that size, size is one of those things that you cannot replicate and you can't really prepare for and in players like that um they're at a premium in the NFL to be on rosters because you need you need a lot of linemen one but you need linemen who can give uh your defenses a good look in practice. So look for him to you know have a shot to impress and maybe get drafted or get a roster invite at least but as a we headed to the combine in Indianapolis, which is a, a big honor for him. So congratulations and good luck to him. I think it's to show off his skills. Uh, Kyron Chambers, who was who is and was a uh, South Oak Cliff quarterback, won a state title a couple weeks ago. He's headed to TCU in the fall and will be uh, joining the, the 2021 class, um, or 2022 class, excuse me. Chambers was named – to the All-American Bowl roster in San Antonio. So uh, congrats to him. She has to go up against some of the best high school players in the country, which will be a big deal. I think this was a big get by the staff, flipping him from Arizona. Um, Just a dude from the Dallas area like that that can play, that played to high level, that won a 5A state title. Um, He's he's just going to be a good fit for this team, for this university. I, I think it's a home run they're able to get him in the fold uh, in this class. And there were a lot of folks that seemed to think he was a little underrated. You know, I don't know why he ended up being a, a three-star prospect. But, hey, once you get on campus, that stuff doesn't really matter. It's just about can you play, how well do you play. And Chambers will at his opportunities, you know, when he gets in practice and starts getting some reps with the team. So congrats to him on getting – Names to the All American Bowl uh, coming up this weekend. TCU and Baylor men's basketball men back out, but hosting the Bears at four o'clock on Saturday. Number one team in the country. Um, you know TCU has surprisingly played Baylor well in the past few years. Now the one game they played last year in uh, in Fort Worth, they hung around for a half, and then of course, you know Baylor pulled away in the second half, but. Um, and they were right there in the first half. They actually led, I think, by a point at halftime on a Mike Miles crazy sort of three quarter court shot. But wow, what a you know what an opportunity to get back out there and play. Hope the team can give it their best. I know, it's a tough circumstance given the opponent and given the fact that they're coming off the COVID pause. But we'll see how they do, and we'll recap it regardless of what goes down on Monday morning. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a good weekend, everybody.